listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure. Complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. With the change of the seasons and the limited time of fall we all know we have in Wisconsin, time is of the essence to get going on your fall to-do list before winter moves in. And we know it's moving in fast. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer. And here to talk leaf collection, gutters, and all the more is Brian Johnson, Public Information Officer and Recycling Coordinator from the City of Madison Streets Division. And Jojo O'Brien, she's an engineer from the Engineering Division for the City of Madison. Thank you both for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you, Hannah. we got to talk about some gutters and some leaves. Both kinds of gutters, right? Both kinds of gutters. This mm-hmm. is good. Street and house gutters. Uh, we all know leaves are everywhere, and city crews work hard to collect them as efficiently as possible. So let's get started, Brian. Can you explain what people need to know about collection to make the jobs of our crews easier? Well, really the first thing people can do is when they set the leaves out, try to keep them away from obstructions the best you can. So the pushers that are pulling the leaves or pushing them off the terrace have room to maneuver. So you want to have about four feet from like parked cars, street signs, things like that. And also to whenever you set the leaves out, if you're worried about them blowing into the street, like we all are here, you can put them in bags. You can bag your leaves. That's fine. But those compostable paper lawn and leaf bags are really your best bet. Because what we can do with those are crews just grab them, put them in the truck and go. With plastic bags, we have to rip them open, dump them out, and then we have to leave those plastic things behind at the curb because there's nowhere in the leaf truck to put them, mm-hmm. which, is a, which is a bummer. Yeah. Or you can cover your leaves with a tarp as well, but just kind of being mindful where the placement is and make certain something like leaves and yard waste that's in there. So leaves, pumpkins, grass clippings, weeds, stuff like that you can pile in there brush that you've trimmed from your tree that's a whole other thing don't put that in your leaves put that someplace else okay let's just real quick what's the difference between brush and leaves it seems very simple but people may mix it up a little bit yeah brush the stuff that you've trimmed from your tree shrubs and bushes that measure over 18 inches in length it's like woody material that we could shove into a wood chipper that curbside collection service is actually done for the year so people shouldn't be putting that out of the curb anyway so Uh you've trimmed your trees in the fall you can bring it to a drop-off site Mm -hmm. that's fine or hold it till the spring, because we're not going to be around picking that up again till March or April in 2020. Okay, and we have drop-off sites on the Streets Division website. We also have them on our engineering website as well. Okay, also one last question, because you gave us a lot of good info on that first answer. Um, a compostable bag. So if people aren't familiar with what that is. Let's well, just break it down. Well, really, those lawn and leaf bags, you can find them at every hardware store, even in mm-hmm. places like Target and Walmart sell these things, too. They're about three-foot-high paper bags. They're just sure. like a thicker version of their grocery store paper bag. Okay. It's called craft paper with a K, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they stand up to the weather pretty well, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, don't you, um, There's no reason to go out and buy those fancy plastic-seeming compostable bags. Don't get those. Our leaf composter doesn't want those things. If you're going to put your leaves in a bag... Choose those big paper bags you get from hardware stores. Mm-hmm. Okay. JoJo's like, yes. Noted. I'm taking notes. This is all good information, and it's good to kind of revisit it each year as well. Uh, okay, this is also another question that we get a lot in engineering, and I imagine in streets as well. So a lot of people ask us, you know, you want us to keep leaves out of the street to reduce phosphorus going into the stormwater system, which goes into our area waterways. 
But then I see crews pushing them back on the street during collection. So we're telling them to take them off, and we're putting them back on. Not really. Can you just address that? Because there is purpose in all of this. Right, yeah. I mean, because really, the pushing them from the terrace and pushing them into the truck, that's really phase one of the collection process. So after we get leaves from the terrace, we push them into the truck. And then what follows behind is one of our street sweeper vehicles that is going to come by to get that leaf litter up out of the street the best that we can. Mm -hmm. And that gap between collection and sweeping sort of depends on where it falls in the season and a lot of other variables that go into that because there's more leaf crews and street sweepers. So they tend to get a lot more ground covered. So sometimes the gap can be a day or two, Mm -hmm. but we try to keep that sweeper as close as we can to the leaf pickup to scoop it up like that. And Related to that is like we always get questions at Streets Division about why don't you use vacuums? Sure. Oh, Monona and uh, Maple Bluff and these other smaller communities all use these really fancy vacuum trucks. And they're great pieces of equipment, but they're such a smaller community than in the city of Madison. We deal with thousands of tons of leaves every year. It's like yeah. 15,000 tons of leaves is the minimum that we get mm-hmm. every single year. So using those pushers and trucks like that, that we're able to put way more stuff on one of those trucks, those uh, rear-loading garbage trucks full of leaves, than we'd ever be able to fit into a vacuum truck. Mm -hmm. So we can keep those vehicles out in the field longer, collecting more, residents get more opportunities to get stuff picked up. Mm -hmm. But it does create that pushing problem. That's kind of a... It's a bit of an issue. So go ahead, Jojo. So yes. something else to note with that is that even though we are pushing the leaves into the street as we're collecting them, there's still way fewer leaves in the street after that process oh, yeah. than there would be if we just started with the leaves in the terrace. So the big issue is when it's raining, um, as it's been covered in a previous podcast, which you should definitely go listen to. But when it rains, the water that moves through our whole city and ends up in our pipes and then into our lakes, it actually is collected through the area in front of your curb. And that's what we call the street gutter. And when the water flows through that and there's streets there, it make, or when there's leaves there, it makes tea, a mm-hmm. phosphorus tea. and It does look like tea, too. It does look like, that's why the lakes kind of have it. that brown yeah. tint. It's <laughs> right. because it's tinted by all the leaves. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So when you have all of your leaves there, that's a lot stronger tea that can be brewed when it's raining, as opposed to when there's just little bits of leaves left after the collection is done. Yes, so we want you to move your leaves away from the curb, keep them onto your lawn, until the very last second when our crews come by, put them out, and then the sweeper comes behind them and cleans everything up. So I think we covered that from start to finish. Well, it's terrace. You want the leaves on your terrace, not terrace. your lawn. The terrace is like a little greenway space. Isn't It's this like is, city right-of-way territory there. So okay, so this is like, you know, for an average listener, it's my lawn. So right. what do you mean the terrace? Well, the terrace is that greenway space between the sidewalk and the curb. It's that little chunk of grass that's right there. It's where snow gets pushed in the winter. It's where you put your large items out when you want the city to haul it away. It's really like a right-of-way area. Mm-hmm. So by piling your leaves there, that's sort of the place where the city can do our work that we can do to help keep the city clean and functioning in that. So you pile, pile your leaves there. That's your signal. Hey, city, take this stuff away from my house. Then we come haul it away. So there is also a podcast episode you should listen to about public right-of-way and what the city does in that. So, okay, moving on. So from street gutters, curb and gutters, to house gutters that are way up high, let's talk about a number of things that we should be doing before the winter comes. So when it comes to our homes and fall maintenance, a big one in the fall, of course, we know gutters. I think a lot of people dread cleaning out their gutters. And um, I guess if we have to, where do we start, JoJo? (laughs) Well, the first thing that you should be looking for is seeing if your gutters look like they're functioning properly. That generally means 
either getting on a ladder and looking to see if they are clogged, or you can just stand outside when it's raining and look and see if it looks like water is overtopping out of your gutters, or if it looks like it's moving and catching all that water efficiently and bringing it down from the roof to your downspout, which should be about six feet away from your house. Um, if you're finding that that doesn't look like it's the case, which generally in the fall it's not, mm -hmm. um, we need to remove the leaves from those gutters. Um, so there's a few different <laughs> steps that you should be taking. Safety yep. is of utmost importance. If you yeah. have a second story house and second story gutters, it can be really difficult to do on your own and something that you mm. should definitely look into help. Um, professional, professional help, yes, yeah. I, to I, get those done. Yeah, because you're up there really high. You do not want to injure yourself when you're up there. Yep, and if you have um, a ladder that's tall enough and if you feel comfortable where you can reach your gutters, you want to make sure that your ladder is at least three feet higher, can go three feet higher than your gutters, mm. so that you can get up there and feel safe. You should have someone on the ground holding the ladder, um, making sure that you have good protection for your hands and arms. You can use gloves. And then moving that material from the gutters into a bucket or throwing it onto a tarp. Um, and then, again, making sure that once you're moving that material, if you're going to put it in your leaf pile in the fall, or if you're just <laughs> going to mulch it into your ground, which is another option of things that you can do with your leaves, um, you want to make sure that you're following those same rules with leaf collection. You know, it's... It, it's something we all got to do. If we are homeowners or property owners, you got to clear out your gutters. I think... Um, well, some of us put it off until the very last moment before winter arrives. No. No? Is that no, you, Brian? No, yeah. Because well, I have the leaf guard things on my house, but even whatever the, or I'm not sure if that's even the brand on my house, but that even right. that still gets clogged with the mm -hmm. maple tree helicopter kind sure. of things and stuff like mm -hmm. that. You have to try to figure out how to get them out of the gutter. It's always a bit of a, a bit of a challenge. Yeah. And it's a balancing act between when you want to make sure that they aren't going to clog again after you clean them because yeah. you don't want to do it twice, but... The later and later you wait, the colder it gets, and then it becomes even less enjoyable to get up there and remove some of that sloppy gunk. Yeah, how often are we talking here? What you you might be the gold star standard, Jojo, with like what I think is it four times? Yeah. So, <laughs> but not all of us are going to be getting up there four times. So, can you kind of shed some light on that? Yeah. Um, like I said, you just want to be looking out to see when it looks like they are no longer working effectively. So. For my house, it's about four times a year that we need to get up there to make sure that it's effectively moving water away. If you're having basement issues with flooding, um, it's something that you'll probably want to do more proactively if you're noticing that they are clogging. If you have, you're in an older neighborhood with larger trees that drop directly onto your roof and into your gutters, it's another sign that you should be getting up there a little bit more quickly. Mm -hmm. When you drive around the neighborhood, you'll see some houses with little trees growing out of their gutters, and that is a sign <laughs> that they have waited a little too long. Brian's not me. Like, that's not yeah. me. That's not me. That's not me. I got a lot going on in my house, but that's not one of the problems. <laughs> okay. What about gutter covers and screens? What about those? Do those work? Should we look into those? Any any thoughts on that? Um, I would say that they can be a good option, depending on how much you hate getting up there. Um, I don't think that it completely removes any sort of gutter maintenance, but it can definitely reduce it. I know Brian was saying that you have some. Um, yeah. What's been your experience? Yeah, but it's just been, because some debris does tend, I think it also be like an older roof that I have and things sort of kind of uh, glom together in one little pocket on my gutters. It seems to be like one area that always seems to get clogged that I have to hose, basically take a power washer up there, hose it out because of the 
little opening is so small I can't scoop it out. So I'm trying to angle this power washer up there. It's a little bit of a production. Yeah. So I, I am not getting up on my gutters four times a year. It is, it is too much of a hassle. But I know I should be doing it more because I watch that happen. And then in the winter comes, if I don't do it, I notice like the icicles and that forming from whenever mm-hmm. that drainage is not happening the right way into the gutters. And I really don't want that to be a problem causing ice dams on my roof. So mm. I kind of have to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the big thing before winter is making sure that they're clear so that your gutters can work effectively when you're we're in between all these awkward freeze thaw cycles, um, which are becoming more and more common in Wisconsin with our changing climate. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you definitely want to be on top of so that you're helping your roof to be able to drain off as well as it can. Those ice dams can be very damaging mm-hmm. to the interior of your house. Are clogged gutters really that bad? What if we just leave them? What if we just leave them up there and maybe we just do it every other year? It's your house. I guess you, you know right. do what you're going to do. But They're going to cause problems. It's, it will yeah. cause problems down the line is what I'm, I'm, I'm gathering from both of you. Like we said, with the ice dams or if you're having any sort of basement drainage issues, um, that's one thing that's pretty easy that you can do to get up there. If mm-hmm. you're not worried about ice dams, if your roof drains really well, I mean, that is a risk that you are definitely able to run um but it's a pretty easy maintenance procedure that you can be doing um and fall is a great time of year just to quick get it done well especially if you're in a neighborhood that doesn't have a lot of mature trees you're not getting a lot of stuff that's winding up on your mm-hmm. roof that goes in there i know in my house i get there's tons of mature trees around there so i should be up there more often sure. trying to make certain hosing out the gutter the best i can sure okay we have covered gutters in depth and that's great and i think hopefully when you're listening to this um on your way to home or work or on the bus you're thinking about gutters um okay so Let's go back to the leaves for a second because no matter if they're in your gutters, your house gutters, or your street gutters, curbing gutters, um, I'm curious because I'm sure you get a lot of questions in streets about um, how to do it right. And as we wrap up here, um, what are some of the things people are doing wrong that they should improve on when it comes to leaf collection? Well, some takeaways. Yeah, well, really, if they're getting it out on time, making certain it's four feet from all the obstructions, like mm-hmm. I said, and don't put it into the street directly. I know we see that a lot, too, where people feel compelled to protect that little right-of-way space, so they want to put it in the yard because they're really worried about those pushers and mowers that we use of damaging that lawn. I wouldn't worry about that too much. I mean, leaf piles this time of year on that greenway, that grass is starting to kind of go into basically like a hibernation mode. So you're not going to really damage the grass this late in the season, plus it being so cold. And if worst case scenario, let's say something does happen, the pushers do damage that terrace, mm-hmm. we'll fix it in the spring. Just let the streets division know. We'll put you on a list and we'll come back and kind of put some more grassy down, replace the dirt that was damaged like that. So it's okay. Cause really that is still city property kind of there. So it's, mm-hmm. it's okay. I, I get the urge. I do want to protect it. You want to keep that curb appeal going. But, you know, that is still that terrace area there. Like, you would, we still need the leaves there. Don't put them in the street because all the damage you're going to cause to the lake by putting that there. Sure. And then you can always put it in a bag, you know, that use those compostable paper bags or like even plastic bags. If you have to do that and you really want a bag, I mean, that's really your only option. Okay. Um, keep them open at the top so we know what's inside. Um, you can be surprised sometimes what, what you can find, like, in a pile <laughs> of leaves and things like that. So keep it open so mm-hmm. that our guys that are picking it up 
can figure out what's inside. Sure. Um, other thing too, just in general with leaf management is that you may not even have to set them out to the curb. You can always mulch them in place. Yep. You can compost it yourself. There's a lot of options there too. Or if you really don't want to put them at the curb because you're super worried about that terrace being damaged, there's three drop-off sites for leaves in the city. You can always take it to one of the drop-off sites as well. So there's plenty of options to manage it the right way to kind of take care of your home. But, you know, get it out on time. Yes. Use that leaf collection map that we have, mm-hmm. which is super simple to use, by the way. It's the... It is. I've yeah. checked it out. It's yeah. nice. It is. It's, yes. it's super great. The, um, all you have to do is if your neighborhood is marked green, put your leaves to the curb and the crews will be around really soon to pick it up. The downside is you do have to check it regularly. We don't have like an alert system or a kind of text message thing to kind of let people know when their mm-hmm. neighborhood's shaded green for pickup pending. Sure. But when you see it's green, get it to the curb. Crews will pick it up within probably within a week or so. It takes us about two and a half, three weeks to do a whole lap through sure. the city. So the leaves are really not going to sit on the terrace all that long. And we're going to be doing the collection until the snow usually yeah like, long. yeah until like we keep doing leaf pickup until the snow covers so deep that we can't see the leaf piles under the snow um, so yeah i wouldn't worry about missing your chance or anything like that it's coming so a couple other things to note too with alternative leaf management options um i for the first time mulched my leaves last year and i went and i was taking leaves from my neighbor's leaf piles because i wanted more because i had mulched them into my lawn and it was so easy and then i was trying to bolster up my garden Mm -hmm. and an easy way to add organic material to your garden and create your own compost is to just use leaves and i was like great i was also trying to keep leaves out of the street so you can sign up um, at rippleeffects.com it's (laughs) ripple-effects um and you can sign up for text alerts there or email alerts where they'll let you know when it's about to rain and you can make sure that you're clearing out your street gutter of leaves, any leaves that maybe even if you aren't piling your leaves in your terrace, mm-hmm. you can go out there with a broom, you can go out there with a rake, you can go out there with a blower, you can get your little space in front of your terrace and you can grab your neighbors too. So it's a great thing to sign up for and I would highly suggest that everyone gets on that list. Yeah. Absolutely. And with composting, too, on the Streets Division site, there's information about how to compost there. There's occasional classes from, like, UW Extension Day County where they're offering classes on how to be a better composter. So if you're interested in that but you feel kind of intimidated, there's a lot of resources out there available to kind of jump in and get, get started on that. And make it as easy as possible because we don't really care for raking. And we <laughs> no. don't really care for cleaning out our gutters, but we know we got to do it. It's a good time to listen to podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Yay. You See? know what? There, you, there go. you go. And there's so many other topics. I like that shameless plug, Brian. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. Okay. Well, thank you both for being here. Um, great conversation. Hopefully it helped you listening. And if you have any questions about this topic or anything else you'd like us to chat about, click over to our City of Madison Engineering Facebook page because we're always here for you as a resource every day in engineering.